Welcome to the Mindful Life Podcast. Join me, your host, Marianne Eve, mental health social worker and mindfulness educator, as I navigate living my best life with the intention to educate and raise the collective consciousness around the benefits of living a mindful life. Each week via the Mindful Life Podcast, I will bring to you a range of content, including special guests that explore mindfulness, mindset, and mental health. Are you feeling tired or are you under stress? Are you overloaded or just generally feeling overwhelmed? Well, I'm really excited to share a very special stress reduction tool that I've been using and recommending to my clients for a number of years. Calm is the number one app for meditation, relaxation and sleep. With over 21 million downloads and achieving the Apple App of the Year in 2017, Calm is so perfectly aligned with all that I do as a mental health professional and all that I teach here at the Mindful Life Podcast. It is the perfect stress relief strategy and the perfect mindfulness tool. The app has so many fantastic and easy to use features, including Daily Calm, a brand new 10 minute meditation every day, 100 plus guided meditations covering anxiety, focus, gratitude, and so much more. 80 plus sleep stories to settle the mind and relax the body. Exclusive music tracks for focus, relaxation, and sleep. Calm Masterclass featuring world-renowned mindfulness experts. My personal favorites include sleep stories, and I've recently discovered Calm Music, which I have on a continuous loop at my practice, in counseling sessions, and in classes. I also love the Calm Masterclass videos, which cover some fantastic topics, including gratitude, happiness, and mindful eating. And not to mention all the great features the app now offers for kids, including sleep stories, meditations, and lullabies. I'm so very excited to be partnering with Calm to bring you, my listeners, some amazing offers. Calm is so generously offering the Mindful Life podcast listeners a free four-week subscription to the Calm Premium app. All you need to do is head to the following link, calm.com forward slash calm health trial. That's calm.com forward slash calm health trial and just follow the prompts to enjoy your free four-week trial of calm premium you'll be feeling calm relaxed and at peace in no time the mindful life podcast acknowledges the Wurundjeri people who are the traditional custodians of the land on which this podcast was recorded We recognise their continuing connection to land, water and community and pay respect to their elders past, present and emerging. Hello and thanks for joining me for episode number 17 of the Mindful Life podcast. In today's episode, I talk about sleep and the importance of getting adequate sleep to maintaining good health and well-being. I also highlight what can happen when you don't get enough sleep. Adequate sleep and good quality sleep is an essential and important part of our self-care practice. As the Dalai Lama says, sleep is the best meditation. 
Today I thought I'd talk about the importance of sleep and what can happen when we don't get adequate sleep. Sleep really is natural medicine for the body and for the mind. When we sleep, our body heals and it recovers and we regenerate cells. When we're sleeping, we consolidate learning and memories and getting adequate sleep improves our memory and our immunity and also improves our mood and makes us less irritable. So how much sleep do we actually need? So babies need around 12 to 16 hours per day. Children aged three to 11 years need around 10 to 12 hours a day. And teens aged 12 to 17 years need around nine to 11 hours sleep per day. For adults, we need seven to nine hours with eight of course being the optimum. So if adults are getting less than six hours of sleep a night, we're going into what we call a sleep deficit or a sleep debt. So what is happening on a chemical level when we're not getting enough sleep? When we don't get adequate sleep, we produce higher levels of the stress hormone cortisol. Now I do plan to talk in depth about cortisol and its effects on mental health and well-being in some upcoming episodes. So today I'll just talk briefly about sleep and cortisol. So we all have some level of cortisol in our system and we do need cortisol to get us up and moving in the morning. But people who are under a lot of stress, constant stress, or even those with a hectic or chaotic lifestyle will have higher levels of cortisol for longer periods of time than your average person who's not under as much stress. Lack of sleep also increases cortisol and by bedtime our cortisol should be dropping so we can get into a calm and relaxed state to settle ourselves to sleep. But for some of us this doesn't happen and higher levels of cortisol make it particularly hard for the individual to get to sleep, stay asleep and of course it affects the quality of sleep. And when you're not getting enough sleep your cortisol levels then increase. So you get stuck in a bit of a loop where cortisol is elevated because of high stress which impacts your ability to get to sleep. And then because you, you don't get enough sleep, your cortisol increases. And so there you have it, you get caught in a bit of a cycle. So what does lack of sleep actually do? It decreases our immunity. It contributes to higher rates of obesity and cancer. Lack of sleep increases the likelihood of high blood pressure. It affects our concentration and our memory. And it affects our ability to regulate our emotions. So in other words, we're more emotional. And there is some research to suggest that poor sleep can decrease life expectancy. Uh, inadequate sleep causes fatigue and lack of motivation, which leads to decreases in productivity in both the workplace and the school environment and in life in general. And of course, lack of sleep can impact interpersonal relationships and our mental health and well-being on a whole. So what can we do? How can we improve our sleep? First and foremost, good sleep hygiene should be a priority. And sleep hygiene really is just a fancy term for our sleep or our bedtime routine. So our room temperature should be 20 degrees or less so that our body can be at a comfortable temperature to allow us to settle down and to get some rest and some sleep. We should develop rich sleep rituals, uh, going to bed the same time every night, having a warm bath or a shower. Uh, you could have a warm drink such as a herbal tea or a warm milk. You might want to read. 
uh, put a few drops of lavender on your pillow or in a diffuser, listen to calming music or a guided meditation, or even just engaging in some basic breathing exercises. I personally like to count my breaths and that quite often sends me off to sleep. Minimising your device use in the lead up to bedtime. And if you have to use your device, turn the screen brightness down or switch to the yellow light. As the white light um, of screens has been linked to uh, creating sleep difficulties because it, um, it can affect our ability to produce um, the sleep hormone melatonin. So sleep rituals and routines are important as they signal to our subconscious mind that it's time for sleep. These cues then become habits and our mind then knows it's time to slow down, get ready for sleep. There's also some things that we can do during the day that may help our sleep. Exposing ourselves to natural light during the day as this will increase um, our body's ability to produce more of the sleep hormone melatonin. And melatonin is um, a hormone which helps us get to sleep and improves the quality of our sleep. So the more melatonin we have, the better. Getting adequate exercise, 20 minutes a day to tire you out, doesn't have to be strenuous, could be just a walk or some yoga. And think about treating yourself to a massage once a month. I always find I sleep great for days after I have a massage. Avoiding stimulants such as nicotine and caffeine up to six hours before going to bed as these will increase cortisol levels and alcohol will also prevent you from going into a, a REM sleep, which is our most restful sleep cycle. And of course, other substances, both licit and illicit, will also impact the quality of your sleep as well. I think just also re-emphasizing the role of stress in sleep difficulties as discussed high levels of the stress hormone cortisol will most definitely impact sleep. So it stands to reason if you, you can reduce your stress levels, just slow down and get more calm into your daily life, your sleep should naturally begin to improve. And I know this is easier said than done. Uh, for myself, I have a long history of sleep difficulties, mainly as a result of childhood trauma. And I think realistically, um, a lot of my sleep issues have been um, a result at various times of the work that I do. Uh, my work often impacts my sleep. When I was a telephone counsellor a number of years ago, I often worked till 1am or I did overnight shifts. And this is when I had a lot of trouble sleeping. So I think my cortisol was really high, my stress levels were high. And of course, night shift can particularly mess with sleep cycles. I think if you ask any shift worker, they'll tell you that their sleep um, has been destroyed many years um, doing night shift. But as always, if we can become aware that this, that it's our stress levels that are impacting our sleep, perhaps then we can make a concerted effort to focus on slowing down and implementing self-care strategies to help to improve our sleep. There's also a range of natural modalities that you can access to assist you with sleep. You could have some Reiki, see a massage therapist, perhaps a kinesiologist or a naturopath or have some acupuncture. All of these practitioners may be of help or may be able to offer some support or guidance. But of course, if your sleep difficulties persist, if they're ongoing um, and you're just not seeing any leeway, you're struggling, um, your sleep difficulties are affecting your mental health and your health, it may be time to see your doctor um, and have a bit of a chat and see what's underlying um, your sleep difficulties and get some support in that way. 
So thanks for stopping by to listen to today's episode on sleep. As His Holiness the Dalai Lama says, sleep truly is the best meditation. Wishing you all a wonderful and restful sleep this evening. And if you have learned something today or found it helpful, please feel free to share this episode. You never know, it just might help or even enlighten someone else. And if you are listening via a podcast that allows you to leave a review, please consider leaving a few kind, encouraging words and hitting those stars. And until next time, may you have peace in your thoughts and your hearts and share it with others. If for any reason you have found the content of today's podcast triggering or distressing in any way, please consider accessing some professional support. Australian mental health telephone support numbers are listed in the show notes. You've been listening to the Mindful Life podcast with your host, Marianne Eve, mental health social worker and mindfulness educator. If you'd like further information or you'd like to connect, feel free to make contact via Facebook or Instagram under the handle Mindful Life Podcast or via email mindfullifepodcast at gmail.com.